En français, s'il vous plaît. Amendments to the Quebec Charter of the French Language. Hello and welcome to another episode of Perspectives, Faskin's Business Law Podcast. My name is Antoine Elouin and I'm a partner at the Montreal office. Today I'm joined with my colleague Yara Griffith. Hi, Yara. Hi, Antoine. We'll talk today about the latest changes to the Charter of French Language in Quebec. We are at the time of the recording just after the commission work. So we pretty much have a good idea on the final text of the law, but it's not adopted yet. We should be able to issue that podcast at the time where the bill will be sanctioned so that you will have a good idea of what's coming on and how you need to adapt your business to comply with the changes. Everybody that does business in Quebec that is involved in Quebec knows that French language is a big component of what Quebec is, the identity of the Quebecers, and that also French language legislation is a hot topic in Quebec. Since the 70s, there were several waves of, of debates regarding French language, and the latest modification brings the same level of discussion where In one corner, you have people advocating that the reform is going too far. And in the other corner, a group that says that it doesn't go far enough. So we'll leave you to make your own assessment of the situation after we review the main changes in the Bill 96, as we will call it today, the latest reforms of the French language. So let's start first by trying to delineate what's the scope of the application of this legislation. So Yara, can you tell us who should be concerned about these changes to the French language charter in Quebec? So in the 70s, Quebec made French the official language. This change went beyond government and courts. French became the language of work, instruction, communication, commerce and business. The Charter thus has important impacts for businesses doing or looking to do business in Quebec's province. But currently, the general understanding is that the Charter applies to companies doing business in Quebec that have a place of business here, but it doesn't give much detail as to whether it applies to federally regulated businesses. And without mentioning federal businesses, Bill 96 specifies that the Charter will apply to any enterprise or employer carrying on activities in Quebec. Now, during the detailed study of Bill 96 before the Institutions Committee, Simon Jolin Barrette, the minister who introduced the bill, specified that under this provision, all businesses, whether federally regulated or not, will be subject to the charter. He also stated that the Quebec government would exercise its jurisdiction to the full extent. Now, Bill C-13 was recently introduced at the federal level, and among other things, it intends to mandate the use of French in certain federally regulated companies. Federal companies can opt out and choose to be subject to the Quebec Charter, which is more stringent. So we have two opposing regimes, and if Bill C-13 is passed as currently drafted, maybe we should anticipate a constitutional debate. Just to be precise, what is a federal business or what we call a federal undertaking in the legal context? So what we mean by federally regulated businesses is that some industries are regulated by the federal government because of the Constitution Act. And we can think of industries like banks, airports, airlines, pipelines, telephone, cable systems, radio. There are quite a few. 
Just to show the importance of the uh, minister's intent regarding French language, um, one should consider as well that the Bill 96 modifies the Canadian Constitution to add French as being the official language of Quebec and the Quebec Charter of Human Rights. So the right to live in French in Quebec is uh, brought to a higher level by amending the charter. But once we've discussed this issue of principle, Let's dwell into the details of the reform and let's start with the language of work. The first aspect of modifications in Bill 96 regards to the documentation with employees. Uh, can you tell us more about it? With respect to language of work and work-related documentation, Bill 96 broadens the list of documents that an employer is required to provide in French. Right now, the list currently includes offers of employment, of promotions, and written communications. But Bill 96 adds the following documents to the list. So offers of transfer, individual employment contracts, employment application forms, documents relating to conditions of employment, training materials, and about written communications. Bill 96 specifies that this applies to communications even after termination of employment and with all or part of staff. Regarding individual employment contracts, there are two exceptions. First, if it's a predetermined contract, also known as a contract of adhesion, it can be drafted in another language than French if the adhering party, generally the employee, has been provided with a French version and the parties choose this other language anyway. And second, if the contract was negotiated freely, then it can be drafted in another language at the express wish of both parties. So we get more details about the documentation with employees. Um, but I think one of the main change is when can we require another language in French from a potential employee? Right, because currently it's possible to exceptionally require that an employee have knowledge of or speak another language than French. But Bill 96 brings about a new contextual approach. And before imposing such a requirement, the employer will need to take all reasonable means to avoid doing so. So this requires the employer to assess the actual language needs associated with the duties to be performed by the potential candidate. The employer will need to make sure that other staff have an insufficient language knowledge in regard to the performance of such duties, and the employer will need to restrict as much as possible the number of positions involving duties whose performance requires knowledge of another language. Now, failure to respect any of these conditions will mean that the employer will be presumed not having taken all reasonable means. However, during the detailed study of Bill 96, an amendment was adopted and it adds that the employer's assessment of reasonable means should not be interpreted in a way that would impose an unreasonable burden. On one end, it was softened, but on the other end, you have a new obligation when you post uh, a new position. What is it? Exactly. So when advertising a job offer which requires knowledge of another language, the employer will need to state the reasons for that requirement. And the last modification of importance in the language of work is the prohibited practices. 
Now, Bill 96 will provide new recourses for staff members in order to raise that they were uh, discriminated because they want to exercise their right to speak French or their rights under the charter. So there are new recourse, whether it is unionized environment or not, the employee will have recourses if he feels that he was subject of repercussions because he didn't want to speak another language than French. So this will empower employees uh, or staff members to uh, make their rights uh, applicable under the charter. For all businesses doing business in Quebec, it, there's a question about, do I need to register with the Office of French Language? Can you tell us more about the changes under Bill 96? So the requirement to register with the office is set forth in the section on francization of businesses. So currently, businesses with 50 employees and more are required to register with the office and are subject to francization rules. Bill 96 provides that businesses with 25 to 49 employees will also be subject to the francization rules. This means that they will have to generalize the use of French across all levels of their enterprise. And they have to register, they have to do a self-assessment, and the office has a power to impose the creation of a francization committee, which is standard for uh, enterprises of 100 employees or more. But under 100, they could, after the assessment, request a committee if they feel that there's work to be done for the French to be used in the workplace. For those who are doing business in Quebec, one of the important theme under the charter is the language of commerce. What do you need to apply in your business relationships in Quebec? And there's a few modifications under this theme this year, under Bill 96. Can you tell us what they are? Bill 96 reinforces the obligation of businesses offering goods and services to consumers to respect their right to be served in French. Bill 96 also provides that businesses offering goods and services to a public other than consumers will be required to inform and serve the public in French by default. Uh, this is consistent with the office's interpretation that the charter not only applies B2C, so business to consumers, but also in business-to-business -business relationships. Bill 96 also modifies or broadens the scope of the prominence rule. So right now, the charter provides that an inscription on a product can be in another language, but cannot be given greater prominence than the version in French. Bill 96 adds that the inscription in another language cannot be made available in more favorable terms than the version in French. This is also consistent with the interpretation of the office that, for instance, an inscription cannot be available in French online where it's in the box of the product in English. One of the main changes is about contracts and uh, predetermined contracts. Can you tell us about what is changing and uh, will probably have big consequences on the people listening to us today? Right now, a lot of people are drafting uh, their predetermined contracts with the clause saying that the parties have expressed their wish that the contract be drafted in another language, like English. But under Bill 96, predetermined contracts 
will need to be drafted in French by default and the French version will need to be provided to the adhering party in order for that party to express that they truly want the contract to be drafted in another language. So that people understand what is a predetermined contract is a contract that is drafted by a party and is asked to, to another party to adhere to. So it's very often the case in the B2C relationship where the company would have a typical contract that they would submit to uh, consumers and that the consumer doesn't have the ability to negotiate the terms of the contract. You take it or you leave it. So these are the contracts that are aimed by these provisions. And can you tell us more about what are the consequences if we don't follow the rules? And it's the same that you explained to us regarding employment contracts. So let's say you have a predetermined contract that was not provided in French at the time of the signature and signed in another language. What are the consequences? One of the most important consequences for not complying with that requirement is the nullity of the contract. And in this particular situation, there's a reverse burden of proof, meaning that the person who is subject to the infringing contract does not have to demonstrate an injury. It must only demonstrate that the other party, the person who, or the, the company who drafted the contract, did not provide a French version. One of the changes that will have probably more resonance in the retail industry are the changes regarding the public signage and advertising. The signage that we see in the streets will probably be revised under the new provision because uh, many of them do not comply with the new provisions. Can you tell us what are these changes that are coming up with Bill 96? Bill 96 really broadens the scope of rules applicable to public signs. So on public signs and posters that are visible from outside premises, French will have to be markedly predominant if the name of that business is is either in another language or includes an expression taken from another language than French. But there was an exception um, decided by the Court of Appeal in Quebec regarding the use of trademark in another language that could be done in Quebec. What's the impact of Bill 96 on that exception? Under Bill 96, trademarks are included in that they may be drawn up in another language. However, French must be markedly predominant where that trademark appears in another language. So you can still use your trademark, but you will have to add a French component that explains what is your business that will be twice the size of the trademark that is in another language. Another modification in Bill 96 is everything that has a relationship with the administration. And this covers, in fact, all the public offices. What are these modifications that will govern private businesses' relationship with the administration? The requirements are drafted towards the civil administration in the law or in Bill 96, but they will have an impact on businesses because businesses will be required to communicate with the government in French and contracts with the government will need to be drafted in French. We know that the government often uses its own templates, 
but this will have a significant impact nonetheless. Because we're talking about permits, subsidies, uh, authorization, financial grants or assistance. So everything that is requested from the government will have to be in French, uh, as a matter of fact. Yes, exactly. Again, what are the consequences if you have an obligation to contract with the government in French and you fail to do so for any reason? If a business fails to comply with such requirements, the contract can be annulled or the government will have to refuse to do business or to grant uh, uh, the requested permits, a subsidy, the grant or, or the, the document that was requested. And in fact, there will be kind of a blacklist kept by the Office of French Language. So if you fail to comply with the requirements for Francization, for example, uh, you won't be able to enter into a contract, whether it's a, it's a call for tenders or a private contract with the government, you won't be able to enter a contract if you're on that blacklist as well. Regarding compliance with the bill, we saw that, you know, there's an increase increase in the obligation of organizations regarding the use of French. What does Bill 96 provide to the office in order to make sure that businesses are compliant? It provides teeth. Okay. <laughs> right now, the office can sort of only give a little slap on the wrist. It can send a business a formal notice and the business can convene it to comply. And if the breach remains uncured, the office can refer the, the matter to relevant authority, which can institute a penal lawsuit. Under Bill 96, the office will be granted the power to make orders. So it can order a company to comply, and it will also be able to apply for an injunction. An injunction could mean that a company is forced to comply with the law, that its products be removed from stores, or that its public signs be destroyed. Okay, Yara, we uh, discussed a lot of topics today regarding Bill 96, which is only a part of Bill 96, by the way. The question that probably people listening to us have in mind right now is when these provisions are coming into force. Indeed, and to make things simple, the government has decided that Bill 96 will come into force on 10 different dates. But note that most of its provisions will come into force on the date of assent, which is right now. And most of the provisions that we discussed today are in force right now. So it's time to make sure that everybody knows what their obligations are, what they have to change. In their, in their recruitment, in their contracting, in their public signage, in their need for registration. We're able to help. That's the good news. Uh, so do not hesitate to contact anybody of the team. Uh, read our publications and do the self-assessment tool that we put online. We also have a guide that provides more information on the uh, main changes that we discussed today. I hope we succeeded in giving you more information and in making you aware of the stakes that Bill 96 raises. It will be a pleasure to accompany you in your compliance efforts and see what adjustments are necessary to integrate the upcoming requirements. Thank you, Yara, for your contribution. Thank you, Antoine. And thank you for our listener for tuning in. To learn more about the topic, we encourage you, as I said, to consult our resources on our website 
to subscribe to our distribution list to receive our newsletters and invitations to attend conferences and training sessions on that subject. You can also subscribe to our Perspectives podcast, which features various current legal topics for the Quebec business community. Thanks for listening.